this episode, Don't Look Now, But Here Come the Drones. We interviewed Cliff Whitney from AtlantaHobby.com and UAVExperts.com. Cliff has a comprehensive knowledge about drone usage, so we talked about the uses of drones that you might not be aware of, about inspecting properties, roofs, and a couple of other things. Absolutely a fascinating discussion. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled, Don't Look Now, But Here Come the Drones! To help me explain, I'm here with, with my ever-cheerful co-host, nobody, John. John, tell me a story about this week, what you've been doing. Hey, Larry. Well, you know, I was uh, I was in, a, uh, in the attic of my uh, neighbor's house. Um, they, they asked me to come over and, and just kind of do an inspection because they're selling the, they're going to sell the house. And so every time I get up in somebody's attic, I always I kind of walk around a little bit and flash the light around in there just to see if there's any stains, you know, if there's any leaks, things like that um, in the, uh, you know, in the roof. Yeah, and uh, on the so underside. I don't get up on the roof anymore, as you as you know, and um, <clears throat> you know to to go up there and really examine it. The only way I do it <clears throat> myself anymore is get in the attic and see if it's you know if there's a stain. But uh, other than that, you know, so I think that kind of gives us a a little bit of a you know a lead in here. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely a perfect segue into this show. So, folks, here it is. We're here with Cliff Whitney from Atlanta Hobby and UAV Experts. Welcome, Cliff. Hey, welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Cliff, it's John. Welcome. Good to hear you, John. Nice to hear your voice, too, Cliff. Hey, Cliff, uh, you know, before we get into uh, some of the things that we want to talk about, you know, um, we've kind of known each other for quite some time now through uh, through the aviation and the uh, and, and the hobby business. Um, yeah, I think that that means that we're all old. That's exactly yeah. what it means. But anyway, probably been uh, twenty plus years at least. <laughs> Thanks, blah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's been uh, it's been a great uh, it's been a great relationship. And um, what you maybe um, at this point, you give us a little bit of background on on the uh, on the business here, and uh, let everybody know what uh, you know. What, what you, you do? Doing? Yeah. What do you do? Absolutely. It's um. I spent uh, thirty years in the corporate world. A lot of you guys remember a big photography company in Atlanta called Wolf Camera. Mm-hmm. I had started there in uh, high school and kind of retired as the president of the company almost thirty years later. Uh, the hobbies, model airplanes and things, had always been uh, my hobby. And so when my wife got tired of me being at home unemployed. I started uh, up my hobby business again that I, I had had as a teenager. So we have three companies now. One is AtlantaHobby.com. Uh, the professional side of that is UAVExperts.com. And then we have a marketing company called UAVExpertNews.com to where we spread the news for everything that's happening in the world of UAVs and uh, in, in the hobby world. So it's kind of a fun business. Um, we like to supply things to folks that they can have fun with, model airplanes, cars, helicopters. And then for the commercial type of clients, uh, we're probably one of the largest UAV or drone suppliers in the world. So it's a lot of fun. I haven't worn a tie in uh, 20 years now. I like it. 
Well, awesome. Yeah. And so we, we found you basically because both John and I, as you know, just like you were aviation nuts and we started flying remote control airplanes and that's just basically how, how we met you. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a boatload of fun. Um, you know, over the years, man, we've done a lot, you know, you forgot to mention the first, I guess it was, a, would we call it a podcast or would we call it a radio show? I'm not really sure, but uh, I think it was more of a, it was a, a hybrid. It was a, a radio show that was fully lice or that uh, had full motion video and calls and chats that was called the RC radio network. And believe it or not, I look back, I think we produced that thing for seven years, hundreds of shows and uh, we had people watch every week or every, it was the first and third Tuesday of the month we broadcast. And uh, we would have thousands of people watching from all over the world. We, we kind of called it a worldwide club meeting. It was a lot of fun. It was tons of fun. It was. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was a lot more work than, yeah. it's just like everything. It's a lot more work than anybody really realizes. But it was it was really tremendous. It was it was fun. I had, a, I had a great time doing that. I loved it. It was a, a blast. I miss it. My dog is still alive. So Cliff has a dog. The dog is named Katana. It used to come on the show with me, and it would sit next to me on the couch, and that was she was part of the show. She actually was part of the show, and occasionally she wouldn't be there, and people would go, well, where's Katana? Where's Katana? Anyway, I digress. So tell us a little bit about the the we're calling them i hate to call them drones because you know that's the lingo it's it's un, it's uav which stands for unmanned aerial vehicle but commonly known as drones but tell us the broad picture on drones and then we thought we'd narrow it down into the construction field and into the construction applications absolutely yeah happy to do that uh drones as the the media likes to call them uh like you said unmanned aerial vehicle mm-hmm. can be a lot of different things if you think about a toy model airplane that you had as a kid, or if you're an adult and have one, those are unmanned aerial vehicles. So that's one form of a uh, of a drone, if you will. The other form would be uh, what you see in the news these days. Uh, they look like spiders. They might have four motors or six motors or eight motors. Um, most of them are electric powered, and they come in all shapes and sizes. It could be something that you fly just for fun, uh, to where you might see uh, kids or adults wearing uh, uh, virtual reality goggles, but yet they're flying the drones and racing them through warehouses or you know outside and, and things like that. There's actually formal racing going on, and I believe it'll be in the Olympics when the Olympics come back around. Other types of drones would be just consumer drones, something that you might have. It's nothing more than an aircraft with a camera on it that might give you a different perspective when you're on vacation at the beach or in the mountains. And then there would be the industrial or enterprise drones, as we call them. Those are larger. And the only thing difference in a big drone and a little drone is the amount of weight they can carry. So if if you're a consumer and just going to fly on vacation, you might use the built-in camera or maybe something that had a GoPro or a similar camera on top. But if you're Fox News, you you might have something that has a, a bigger camera on it uh, if you're Tyler Perry Studios, which we've worked with a lot, or we've supplied equipment for uh, the Walking Dead crew and Mini Motion Picture Studios, they're flying big red Epic cameras that cost fifty, sixty thousand dollars a piece, and they're filming motion pictures to give you unique angles and those spectacular views that you see. And then there's the industrial drones, where you might be doing surveying or or uh, some things I can tell you about in the uh, big real estate or commercial real estate industries. Uh, the medical field is experimenting with uh, quickly moving drugs around. Uh, oh my gosh, mapping just about anything you touch 
And if you're watching the news, uh, Fox News, CBS, ABC, CNN, and you see a really cool shot, uh, just the recent games you saw, some uh, ESPN shots, most of that footage, is, well, all the footage is owned by those companies, but all of those drones came out of our facility. Uh, we do all the fleet management, the sales, the training. We teach people how to fly and uh, all of the FAA certification, so they're legal to do it in that fashion. All of that comes out of our UAV expert side of the company. So it's pretty exciting, and there's a lot of flexibility in this technology. So that's wow. so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you told me one time that you were flying actually fixed-wing aircrafts that had FLIR cameras on. FLIR is a, an infrared camera for those that don't know what that means. But and they were actually mapping fields like agricultural fields where they would fly over and actually get water water density or how much water was actually in each part yeah, of the, the field. moisture and the all moisture that. I remember content. that thing. Yeah, there are different sensor packages that you can put on these aircraft. Uh, fixed-wing aircraft are, are just like a regular airplane. They might be smaller, but they're faster, so they cover greater distances. They might have a, an hour and a half or a two-hour flight time, uh, whereas a small drone, a four-rotor drone that you would buy uh, at my company or any other companies, they've got probably a 20 to 30-minute flight time and don't carry that big of payloads. So for some of the larger drones and the fixed-wing drones, um, we might do surveying. Uh, I live on a, uh, a little private grass airstrip. It's about 80 acres. And just not two or three months ago, uh, we did a class on surveying. And normally, you know, you drive down the road and you'll see a surveyor out and he's looking through his little survey and camera. And somewhere down the road, there's a guy with a stake in the ground. And mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're shooting points. Every time they take a picture, it records where that stake is. And then he'll walk down the road a little bit further and they'll take another point. And they'll walk down the road a little further and they'll take another point. They're measuring the elevations of that road. When they're done taking all those points, they put it in the computer. It crunches all of those numbers and it spits them out a full 3D topographical map. And that's how surveying is done. Well, with a drone, it's done the same way, except the guy holding the stake, the stake is just in one point. And in the case of my airplane or my uh, aircraft field where we live, it's about 80 acres. We flew that field and the drone took thousands of pictures, all referenced back to where that stake was in the ground. And instead of taking a point every hundred yards, it took a point every centimeter. And so when you crunch the numbers and you get the 3D topographical map back out, it's highly accurate. Wow far more accurate than you could do it by hand. Or if you did it by hand, we surveyed 80 acres in 40 minutes. To do it at the level you would have done it manually, even with greater distances, it would have taken a month. And to do it with centimeter level accuracy would have probably taken 10 years. <laughs> we were able to do it in 40 minutes. Now on top of getting that map back, at the same time we're flying, you can have different sensor packages on the drone. So I could use a, a multispectral camera, which is called an NDVR camera. It's near infrared. And what that does is it will enable you to do a crop analysis. I could fly your farmer's field, or if I was a farmer, I could fly the field. And when I got back and crunched the data, I could look and tell where I might have a bug infestation, where I've got too much fertilizer, or where I might need more fertilizer. 
Uh, there are sensors uh, that will actually uh, allow you to measure the moisture content of the ground below ground level. Uh, if you'll remember, California had a tremendous amount of flooding a few years ago. And right along the cliff faces on the beach, they were worried about evacuating people because they thought those cliff faces might fall. Uh, we were actually part of some of that with FEMA. Uh, one of our fixed wing drones was able to fly those cliff faces. We were able to measure the moisture content of the ground below ground level and help them analyze whether or not they needed to evacuate people or not. So it really helped save some lives. Uh, there's LIDAR technology. Uh, that gives you the ability to look through foliage. So a lot of that's being done down in the Amazon right now as, a, as an example, looking for the old Mayan, uh, Mayan ruins and things. They're able to fly the drones, look through the foliage, and the LIDAR is able to see what's below it, and then they can build maps and roads and see what's down there and help them, help them uh, do their archaeology better. So it's, it's really, really exciting. Very cool. Wow, that is really inter that's really interesting. How these things have really come a long way in a not too long a period of time. I mean, well, the, the news people like to sensationalize the drones and say they're terrorist devices. And anybody can do anything bad with anything. Um, you know, we know that you could rent a rider truck and fill it full of explosives. Uh, frankly, the drones are so small that they're not able to carry anything that's going to cause a lot of damage. That's just, it, it's more sensationalism on the news. There's a lot more good than this yeah. technology is doing than you could ever imagine. Most people have no clue what all these things are doing, but it's really helping society. They're doing good things. And in your industry, in the building and construction world like you're doing, it's revolutionized a lot of what's mm -hmm. happened, as it has in the news industry. Well, just listening to you, Cliff, about the, uh, you know, let's just talk about the surveying um, and what your example that you just did. I mean, these guys can now survey sites to, to build on with a high accuracy level um, and keep, uh, you know, keep up with, with their projects, I would imagine, really efficiently with these things. It is um, so accurate. We work with one client. Uh, uh, we we. We work with a lot of clients, and we're under NDA with a lot of them. But suffice to say, this company that I won't mention their name, they have the largest fleet of drones and drone pilots in the world. And what they do is they their business is selling data. Mm -hmm. so they will go out and uh, they take pictures <laughs> of industrial buildings or, or um, uh, commercial buildings, and they've expanded their market into using the drones now to photograph those buildings. So instead of, if you wanted to buy an apartment complex, you would contact a broker and you'd say, I, I want to look at this apartment complex. Well, what this company does is they supply the broker with the data on that apartment complex. So no more is there just a picture of the apartment complex. Now there's a full 360 degree view of that apartment complex. They've used infrared technology to examine the air conditioners on top of the buildings. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the data of what the occupancy is in that apartment complex, when the windows were less replaced. And some of the future products projects they're working on is actually using machine learning to fly the drone over the property where the building is, gather the data of the actual 
plat of the property, you know, the latitude and longitude and where the property lines are, overlay all that on the three-dimensional pictures that they've shot of the property, and then using machine learning, do an analysis of what the building is made of. Is it cinder block? Is it mountain stone? Is it cedar siding? Is it hardy plank? And all of that goes into the database. So when a broker needs to, has a client that's looking for a building that has hardy plank, that is on a lot this many dimensions by this many dimensions, they can pull all that up in the database and goes, well, here's one right here. Take a 3D virtual tour around the building and inside the building, all provided by the drone technology. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So we've seen, we've personally seen both, both John and I have seen two applications that I just wanted to touch on. One is the home inspection business, and we have a mutual friend who we're not going to name, but he's a mutual friend of you as well. But he he actually flies a drone up and over the top of every time he does an inspection. And then we've also seen it in the roofing business. And in our pre-show, you told us about you just had a roof done on one of your homes, and you actually hired the guy that that uh, you sold a bunch to and trained his people. So tell us a little bit about why that's important. Like like what does it do for a company, but also how, what the advantages potentially to a homeowner who has a, a, a complete aerial kind of, we'll call it survey drone or inspection, I guess you might call it, um, and, and, and some of that. Two quick stories on that. Uh, we do have a training program. We, we want people to be educated on the drones and know how to fly them safely. And as corporations have got in, using technology they seek us out for that training uh, we do uh, training for roofing companies and why would a company a roofing company need a drone um, I had a little roof leak I noticed last year and I took the drone up uh, I have a, a house with a, a an 812 pitch I'm uh, getting it up in my age and I'm not going to get on that roof and <laughs> I want my mom but I used the drone to fly the roof and was able to pinpoint the leak was coming through one of the roof vents or around the side of the roof vents. And then I was able to get somebody up there to fix it very, very easily. The drones are so accurate and the cameras are so good that I could throw a quarter up on the roof and easily tell you what the date on that quarter is. So imagine what you can do as far as inspecting your shingles or the, the soffit lines, the gutters and things like that. Uh, I do have some rental houses, and I just had to replace the roof on one of them. So I called up uh, one of the companies that's done business with me before, and I said, Ricardo, go out there and, and do the measurements. And a lot of roofing companies use Eagle View. That's a company that supplies satellite views of houses. And then they do the measurements of the roof from Eagle View. They're doing estimates. So I need this many squares to go in and replace that house. Uh, Ricardo uses his drone, and the drone is better than Eagle View because what if the house is covered by trees? You can't get a good satellite view from that. What if the lighting's not good? What if there's a lot of eaves and the way the roof line is set up is kind of funky? The drone flies the house in a circular matter and then up and down and up and down, and then they feed that data into the computer. It builds a 3D topographical map of the roof it gives them the exact amount of materials they need to do the roofing. Um, we did an experiment with a roofing company at my house uh, two years ago. We had a roofing class, and my roof needed to be replaced on my house. It's a fairly big house with a complex roof system out in the middle of a field. So they used Eagle View, and they got their measurements. Then we flew it with the drone. 
fed the data in the computer and we compared the two. The Eagle View shot was 15 squares off. Oh. It needed, it required 15 squares more of material than the drone data did. So for a roofer, he would have mm. had to buy all that material and get it to the site only to realize he wasn't going to use it and then have to return it if it was able to be returned. If it was a custom roofing material, he would have been out all that money because a lot of times you can't return that stuff. So the the roofers are really enjoying this technology. Yeah, so there's two things there that say, jumped them. Oh, 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 go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. I was no. I was going to say. In, in addition to that, I mean, if they fly over there with some kind of infrared or something, I'm sure they could see where you know heat or is is coming out of your out of your roof, you know, or where you need more insulation. It's just, not only that. You mentioned the home inspectors, and if you're going to yeah. buy a home, you want to get a good analysis of things that you might run into or things you might need to fix. Mm -hmm. uh, what the roof inspectors or the homeowner inspectors are doing, they're flying the drone not only to look at the roofs. And, uh, you know, the, the flashing around the chimneys and things like that. But they're using it to fly the actual fronts and the side of the houses. And using infrared, they can see where hot air, the difference is in temperature. Yeah. Infrared does not see through anything. That's only in the movies. Infrared is a reflective technology. But I can fly the, the, your house and see the differences in the temperatures of the air leaking around your windows or your front door. I might be able to tell you where you need better flashing or better insulation. All of those things that infrared uh, drone technology will help a, a roof inspector. I can actually walk around with the infrared drone in the house, not flying it, just holding it in my hand. Look at all of your plugs and outlets and sockets and tell you which ones are old, which ones are leaking energy, might need to be replaced, which ones are a fire hazard. I can look at your circuit box where your circuit breakers are and tell you which of the circuit breakers are old or working too hard, might be hot or a fire hazard. All of that can be done with infrared technology uh, right from the drone. You oh, don't yeah. have to fly the drone. You can walk around and hold it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one thing I just wanted to let everybody know, so one of the big expenses in owning a business is just putting people up on ladders is, A, it's yeah. very time-consuming. Uh, tall ladders, as John has some experience with this lately, but really tall ladders are also very, very expensive, and it's quite dangerous. I mean, we, both John and I, we talk all the time on the show about we don't do heights, you know, and you were talking about, a what, an 8-12 pitch, which folks if you don't know pitches, that's steep. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that either. Um, drones take all of that out of that picture, completely take all that um, that potential danger out of that picture. And then we get into the time, right? So they, you can fly a roof in what, five minutes, Cliff? About five minutes, you think? Yeah, probably five to ten minutes. Yeah. And that's I'll how long it takes me to unload the ladder. Absolutely. We had a roofing company come to us uh, – probably four years ago now, one of the first ones, and he said, we think we can use drones for roofing technology. I explained it all to them. They sent three of their roofers to us for training. So we taught the three trainer, three roofer guys how to, and roofer guys can be rough individuals, you know. But anyway, they came in, we taught them all about how to examine the roof. We took them out, we flew a couple of roofs, and they bought a drone, and they left. About two weeks later, the owner called me, and he said, we need 50 more, and I'm going to send you 50 new students. And I'm like, what, what, the, what are you doing? He said, let me tell you. He said, not only is this helping us with our analysis of the roofs, 
we don't have to get on the roof anymore. So it's saving me $10,000 a month in just OSHA insurance because we're not getting up there anymore. So they got all their pilots trained. They got them all FAA certified. Uh, They supplied them all with equipment. He said it's revolutionized their building. They can do their inspections in a quarter of the time now, and it's safe. Yeah. Well, you think about a roof that might be a metal roof or a, a cedar shake roof. You don't want people on the roof. You can do more damage to the roof doing the inspection. Sure. So the, the drones have revolutionized all of that. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it. That's a little known uh, bit that people don't know. One thing on the Eagle View thing. So their their estimate was also based at fifteen square more, which is a that that's actually a true competitive advantage if somebody flies the roof versus trying to work off Eagle View because fifteen square is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of just material money. Essentially, given the client an estimate that was a thousand dollars more than their competitor that used the drone. Uh, it's probably more than that, drone, but anyway. Said, Here's our estimate, and the the guy using Eagle View would have given him an estimate, and the homeowner would have looked at the two and said, "Well, I'm going to go and, and save some money. It's the same materials, it's the same people, you know, but but it's cheaper because they use better technology to get their measurements done." Yeah, is that is that going to be our goal? For because our goal here at the Handyman Pros Radio Show is to save time, money, and aggravation. Is that the tip of the day? If you're going to get a roofer to to actually find a roofer that that flies your roof, what do you think? I would actually ask them how they're going to get their measurements. That would give an advantage to a consumer. Tell me how you came up with those measurements. Um, Eagle View can't see under things because it's looking from the satellite. Mm-hmm. If you have a house that has a lot of valleys and hips and overhangs, uh, pieces of a roof, I don't know what they're called, I'm not a construction guy, but, you know, pop out of the roof and have a couple dormers and things, Mm -hmm. Eagle View can't see that. And so the measurements are going to be wrong. If you fly the house, you're not only flying it from above looking down, but you're flying it from the front and the sides and at all angles to be able to build that map and get those accurate measurements. Yeah, would you would you give that same advice on a home inspector? So if a, because what like this particular home inspector that we both know, I, mean, I can't use his name because we haven't asked. Um, but uh, I know when he came and looked at one of my houses, he he gave me a picture of the roof from the top. He gave me a picture of the all the way around the the home, and then he flew up about I don't know two or three hundred feet and did a and did a one eighty around so that we could see what was all the way you know what was in the neighborhood. I'll call it what was in the neighborhood. Was there anything that we weren't missing that you couldn't? see from the ground you know anything anything at all do you suggest that is that a good thing absolutely and i can give you uh, some quantitative data on that too one of my rental houses when i bought it uh, the gentleman that did the inspection flew the house uh he was able to see a bunch of trash uh uh, debris from the trees that had fallen down behind the chimney that you would not have been able to see (laughs) unless you got up on the roof and it, and you could not have seen it from the ground. And once he did that analysis, we were able to go up there and see that the flashing had actually been damaged and there was water moisture mm-hmm. leaking down into that chimney structure. And so we were able to, to, to know what we were up against behind we bought it. And as far as your altitude view, boy, it's a, it's really nice. You can drive around the neighborhood, but to see it from a couple of hundred feet, and then do an analysis of the lay of the land enabled me to see that one of my rental houses was at a very low area and water was coming from down the street behind the house at a street that I didn't even know was there. 
And so consequently, we we knew that we could have flooding issues and were able to go in and put drains into the backyard to compensate for that. And it enabled me to get a lower price on the house when I negotiated the housing because I said, look, you've had flooding issues here. And I can tell by looking at the analysis we did from the air. Wow. So it saves me about $20,000 when we bought that particular house. Yeah, I'd say that's wow. time, money, and aggravation because you didn't yeah. want to find that after the fact, right? Yeah. Right? Time. You know? Awesome. I would imagine a lot of insurance companies must be doing this too. Well, insurance companies, they're all ate up with this. They're, they're, they're using it for their damage analysis. Yeah. I had a tree. I told you we just had to replace the, the roof on one of my rentals because a tree fell on it. Well, when the insurance company came out and did the quote, they flew it. They were able to see that where the tree was at, where it was at on the house, uh, the damage it had done to the underlying decking, and that actually upped the amount that I got uh, in the settlement for them to, to be able to, you know, for me to be, then be able to hire the roofing company. We all knew what we were up against, and nobody had to get up there and, and uh, maybe get hurt because they're up on the roof where a tree was on top of it. Yeah, and then I'm sure it was faster they, they, because, you know, you can only climb up on a roof so many times a day. It just takes forever, whereas if you just fly it, I mean, we've all flown, the, you know, John, John Cliff and I have all flown remote control airplanes, which is not much different as far as setup. You basically can be up and flying in what, Cliff, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe? Oh, easily. I drove out to the yeah. rental to meet the, to meet the adjuster that morning. And he was packing up to leave. I said, Are you, I said, you must have used your drone. He said, yeah. I said, okay, well, call me in a couple of days when you finish your analysis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause it, and like I said earlier, you know, John, John, John can confer on this. Just getting the ladder out of the truck takes 10 yeah. minutes. You know, time you get it out and set it up and put it up on the roof, it takes 10 minutes. You know, if you yeah. can do the same thing and fly it, it just, it just saves that much time. Um, exactly. Yeah, so that's cool. Hey, tell us about a crazier, unique drone or job or any tell us give us something really kind of like far out is there something far out you've done uh, a couple different things um uh, one we have worked um through a sister company of ours that does a lot of work for nasa and we have a fixed wing aircraft and that aircraft is used uh, with nasa and NOAA, the weather people mm -hmm. to do analysis of hurricanes so all of you, or most of us, the, the viewers and, and listeners, have watched the movie Twister, where, you know, I forget the, the actor and the actresses, but they basically have a, a machine, and they dump it off, and the, and the tornado comes by and sucks it up into the yeah. tornado, yep. and yep. it's able to do the weather analysis of the tornado. Well, imagine a, a drone that's a fixed-wing drone. It looks like a model airplane, but it's got a 15-foot wingspan. Underneath the wings of this aircraft, are little drones that are releasable. What they do is they take the drone up under a massive weather balloon. So it's been as high as 65,000 feet and they drop it and it flies 20, 30, 40 miles into the hurricane. And then they release the little drones under the big drones wings and the little drones transmit the data of what's going on inside that hurricane while the big drone turns around and flies 30, 40 miles back home and lands. That so, is cool. That wow. is cool. That's really interesting. Another cool story is we were recently able to do work with a company that was helping in the repair from the hurricane damage down in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was devastated down there. The power, the infrastructure was out. So uh, two things they did was they used the drone 
to do the analysis of the damage that was going on. That was FEMA and Homeland Security down there. And then the power companies actually used the drones to pull drag lines to replace the power lines. So what a drag line is, is it might be a thin string mm -hmm. and they would pull that string, you know, 300 yards, 400 yards, a mile over very dangerous terrain they couldn't get to. And then the string is hooked on to a bigger string, which is hooked on to a small power line, which is hooked on to a big power line. And then the cranes get it and they're able to, to pull all that stuff up and drape the power lines. So they're using the drone to pull the little lines over uh, into areas they couldn't get to. So it helped save lives and return the power to a lot of people that needed it down there in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's very cool. So on an associated thing, so my wife works for a large telecommunication companies, and all of the guys that work on these cell towers now are flying them first before they climb. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what's interesting about the cell towers, not only are they looking at the, the, the RADs or the technology that's on those cell towers, they're actually analyzing a cable that runs from the ground to the top of the tower that the lineman clips into for safety. Yep. So the drone is used to analyze the cable to make sure the cable is safe before a human clips into that, because, of course, you want the, the safety cable to work if you need it. Yeah. That'd be a nice thing. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be nice. So cell towers, uh, they're able to get the photographs. What they're looking at on cell towers is they're shooting the serial numbers they're catalog cataloging what the rad units or the power panels look like. These panels on these cell towers, they don't turn them off. They're used all the time. And you can't put a human in front of those things. So the drones are really helping to, to make it a lot safer. Yeah, yeah, it's very, 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 it's it's fascinating uh, it's, technology. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, cool it's fascinating technology. Um, wow. So... Where are we at, John? What do you think? You have any other questions? Oh, this I mean, has just been—I'm—I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sucking it all in here. This is this is great, Cliff. I, you know, it's, this is more than uh, I even imagine what uh, what what uh, everybody's using these things for nowadays. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Larry, I guess, uh, you know, how Cliff, how can people get a get, get a, a hold, hold of you? you? Yeah, I mean, and, and find I mean, out more information. Great. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about your business, how they can get a hold of you. Um, yep. You know, what like this training? Talk a little bit about training. I think don't you have a special event coming up too? I think that's on the oh. RC side, but do do yeah, talk to do. us. Our, our company, the easiest way to find us is AtlantaHobby.com or UAVExperts.com. We're in North Atlanta, suburb of Atlanta called Cumming, uh, up here near where you guys are. Uh, we have a, a big 6,000-square-foot retail showroom. You're welcome to shop on our website and stuff like that. Uh, we have a big technical support team. Uh, we can do repairs and maintenance. Uh, we hold training classes three to four times a month on drones. Um, we work with uh, several local school systems trying to get kids involved. You know, Kids these days, I hate to say they're dumb, but I have two of my own. Um, and we taught them from an early age how to work with tools and how to build things. We work with these schools to put aviation programs in. They love the drones because the kids love to fly them. They're all into video games. And there's nothing better than a live video game where actually you can fly it and sit there with, you know, 3D goggles on and kind of uh, be like you're sitting on the drone when it's out there flying. But it teaches the kids how to build the drones how to solder, how to do the computer programming and stuff like that. So we're happy to work with the school systems uh, that really gets the, the kids involved. 
Um, if you're a corporation, we can help you. We can train your people. Uh, we have people fly in from all over the United States. We've taught people in all 50 states, police departments, fire departments, FEMA, Homeland Security. Um, you know, a lot of that, that stuff we're happy to help you with. If you just want to have fun, uh, get a drone and fly it. Uh, a tip I would give you if you want to hire somebody to fly their drone for some project that you might need, make sure that they have a license. The FAA requires that you have what's called a Part 107 license to fly a drone, uh, not necessarily commercially. The language does not say for hire or you're changing money. What the language says is that it's in the furtherance of a business. You have to have a license. So, for instance, my drone technicians that work here in my shop, I don't pay them. I, I pay them to work on drones. Now, in the course of them working on drones, they have to fly the drone. Therefore, they're working in the furtherance of a business when they operate the drone, so they have to have a drone license. If you, as a consumer, buy a drone and you take it on vacation and you film some beautiful shots at the beach and you put them up on YouTube, you do not have to have a license. But all of a sudden, if that YouTube video goes viral and you get 5 billion views and YouTube sends you 25 cents for those 5 billion views, <laughs> that's in the furtherance of a business and you have to have a license. Oh. In order to have a license, you're going to have to have a little bit of training and you're going to have to pass a written test. So if you go to hire somebody that's going to do your roof inspection or a home inspection prior to purchase, and they're going to fly the drone, ask them to see their license. If they don't have a license, they're not going to be able to be insured. And you actually, as the homeowner or the person hiring them, could be held liable. And you don't want to get yourself into that. So hire somebody that's responsible, that's been through some training, and that certainly has a license. That would be my tip for you. Well, awesome. Wow. Is it, would, now, there was there an event you were going to mention or not? Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're in our area... The last Saturday of February, I believe that's the 27th, we're going to have what's called a swap shop. Now, for those not in the model airplane business, that's basically a yard sale. <laughs> it's not a yard sale from Atlanta Hobby, even though we will have some of our things out there. We invite the surrounding community to bring all of their model airplanes, cars, rockets, all of their stuff that they might not be using and sell it. It's a big flea market. So our whole front parking lot is probably going to be set up with 50 to 80 people, maybe maybe more from what we're hearing. We're going to have a vendor, you know, with hot dogs and, and sodas and stuff like that. And then you'll be able to come by and, and hang out and see the shop and, and see some fun stuff going on. Bring your kids by. It's very educational. Awesome. All right. John, any parting shots? No, Cliff, uh, this has been fascinating. I really appreciate it. Hopefully that, uh, you know, we can get you back on and continue the conversation about the other things that you have, too. Yeah, we really want to thank you for your time, too, as well. You guys put together a really good show. You know, I'm not a handyman. I, I'm actually an unhandy man, but I listen to your shows and I, I learn some stuff. So I, I wish you well and uh, you get some big distribution out there. It's a very helpful what you're doing. Perfect. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks, Cliff. I want to thank Cliff Whitney for being on the show. John, what are some of the key takeaways? Yeah, some of the, I think, you know, number one, Larry, before I get into that, I, I just want to thank Cliff. I mean, that was just a great conversation. It was great to great to talk to him again. I hope everybody out there goes and visits his, uh, his site, go see him. 
um, because it, I, you know, I was uh, really fascinated with that uh, that discussion. Yeah, it was and, kind of spellbinding, you know, right? It was pr- it was pretty yeah, cool. It really yeah. it really was. And as much as you and I both know um, about Thought we knew that this, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know about the RC and, and and these drones and the quadcopters and UAVs and whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, it just it just never ceases to amaze me of what is happening in that uh, you know in that business. And the you know well, the first thing I I, I um, kind of took away from this is when he started to talk about all the different uh, uses, the extent of the uses of those those uh, UAVs. You know, whether they're you know the the the, the quadcopter type, you know, or fixed wing, uh, but you know. Be it what it, you know, it's that may is just a you know, uh, the UAV thing. I mean, it was incredible of all the uses that people are using. Um, and the the other thing I took away from 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 that was the um, the number of industries that are using them, and the amount of people in each industry. You know, when he was talking about the roof, you know, I don't know what what you thought about that, but I. You know, it's like, well, maybe these roof companies, you know, maybe have one drone, you know, and two. But when he talked about training everybody, I was like, wow, this thing's really taken off. Would you agree with that, Larry? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That that was kind of a, a, a an eye opener. I I did know. I mean, I knew kind of secondhand about the insurance industry that that yeah. the insurance guys are flying a lot of these drones and and uh, and we certainly you know being being that for what we do in the handyman side we certainly know about keeping people off roofs you know and, and as john john has this big thing about you know yeah. walking on your Nothing roof is never good yeah. right you yeah know? right so it's it's a it's a great thing I, I think the thing i was really surprised with was the amount of time and the accuracy and the and the you know that the level of this technology is just it's really unbelievable, unbelievable. yeah really when he was talking one centimeter uh, a, a picture every one centimeter grabbing um altitudes i was like wow that's just incredible you know and you and yeah. as he said and he's right you know you couldn't do a survey it'd take you 10 years to do that or more yeah for, you know, i mean it just crazy. just the amount of the just the amount of um, you know if you boil it down to some of the you know the benefits of just saving saving that amount of time that's that that amount of money um increasing you know your safety you don't have to have people running all over your roof you know getting out the ladders um all you know or any any high uh project out there i mean he was even going you know talking about the cell towers um I pulling mean, the, the wire that's our yeah, pulling the wire was really interesting. So they fly those, yeah. uh, you know, they fly, like if you've got a big ravine where where if you've been out west or you, well, I guess if yeah. you've been in any mountainous terrain, you know, you as the crow flies, right, It's it could be 100 yards, right? But it'd take you two miles if you had to go by ground, right? I mean, so they <clears throat> they just fly that rope across, done, you know, crazy. Yeah, incredible, incredible. You know, you know in short, that, that, that was really a fascinating uh, conversation and, um, I I really wanted to thank Cliff for uh, for sharing his time and uh, you know I look forward to having him back on and you know continuing the conversation. Yeah, we'll do that. John, did did um, <clears throat> my question to you is did they send a probe out to look at you w- before they landed to see if you actually had your tools out to take that spaceship apart? That's the question of the day. <laughs> Larry, be careful with that word probe. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's making me. Uncomfortable. Oh, 
But uh, and that's why we yeah, have John yeah, Singer on the show, folks. <laughs> that's why, right absolutely. there. Aliens, aliens, and pros, boy. I don't know. They just look like. <laughs> All right, folks, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns with, oh, boy, we're going in places we shouldn't go, John. If, if, <laughs> if you have we'll any questions, going. comments, or concerns, <laughs> send us an email, questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. Go to the website. You can leave us a voice message. You can join us on Facebook at uh, Handyman Pros. You can join us on Twitter at Handyman Radios. We love the interaction. We are adding a bunch of people every week. It seems like it's been great. And um, we're starting to get some good comments on. We've, we've, got, we've been posting some stuff up. And so you might even get to see Ailey uh, taking care of John, making sure John's doing some of the work he's supposed to do. And then you know, Ailey also wanted to give payback on, uh, on somebody for taking her ship apart. So you might see some pictures like that out there. Folks, we'll see you all again next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this podcast and have derived some value from it, here's four things you can do. One, tell your friends about this podcast. Two, hit subscribe on your podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. Three, subscribe to our newsletter by going to handymanprosradioshow.com and click on the subscribe button. We'll inform you of upcoming events, shows, and give you actionable tips for maintaining your home and property. And four, send us an email with your questions to questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. That's handymanprosradioshow.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show. 